Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing, nothing happened this week. Yeah, I don't know how we're going to do a show anyways. Maybe I can talk about things that are important to me, like, um, I don't know. Uh, shit. Um, oh, oh, big news. Big news. I upgraded to Windows 11. Yay. Ugh. Gross. Gross. The PCs I used in Sweden had uh, Windows 11 installed, and I hated it. All, all you got to do is... Okay, so if you get used to the fact that all the windows are now rounded for some reason, and that everything... that You have to, you got you to switch everything to go to the, to the left side of the taskbar, and then you got to get used to never being able to see what's on your, your start bar, and then you got to... It, it's fine. I think it's fine. There's actually one feature about it that I can report back for anybody who this might be important to that has become very dank, and that is um, they fixed multi-monitor support when you turn monitors on and off because it remembers where your windows are which is very important for me who has three monitors and windows that go all over the place like they're having a seizure all the time i don't think i've ever noticed having that problem how often do you windows 11? how often do you just have one of your monitors on and not both of them oh never okay uh, so, so my third monitor's Why? my th- <laughs> my third monitor's my TV, and sometimes it just goes to sleep. Oh, and so Windows thinks that my TV is like where my my windows need to be some of the time, and it, it's a real pain in the ass. Windows Eleven fixes that, and honestly, worth upgrading, even though a lot of stuff kind of broken. Like the clock is so small. Um, that's all I got. That's all I got for you. Um, that's show, everybody. Thanks for thanks for hanging out with us at patreoncom sidepole. Um. Keep giving us money. <laughs> Keep giving us money to do this. You know, there is... Uh, I, 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 you know what? I lied. Two exciting things. Two exciting okay. things. One of them being Windows yeah. 11. The second one, Dendy won a tournament match today. All right. For the first time in four months. Oof. Do you, you know how long that lost streak was? Four months. Okay. Bait, bait, bait really does rack up some pretty long uh, lose streaks, lost streaks. <laughs> it's it's pretty crazy. Like they, they like every iteration routinely gets like over ten, close to like above twenty. You know, it's pretty bad. The uh, all right. Well, let's start off with the only topic that we really have for today. Then mm-hmm. then we'll naturally spiral from there. Mm-hmm. Dra- this will be a Dragon's Blood spoiler episode. Surely everybody who's wanted to watch Dragon, we gave them we gave them like two, maybe three weeks, right? It's been like mm-hmm. two and a half weeks because because we had other stuff that was more important to talk about than Dragon's Blood because there was real drama, real news, and I think that us not mentioning Dragon's Blood season two until right now, when we don't have other stuff to talk about, is probably a good way to view what we actually think of the show because it wasn't important enough to cram in somewhere else. Yeah, we had too much shit to talk about last week. There was too much drama that happened. And yeah, a lot of people may not have finished up Dragon's Blood if they're not degenerates. Though the show is pretty short, to be fair. It it, it really is. Which uh, It's like less than three hours, right? Something like that? 
Yeah, we'll we'll talk about some other nonsense at the end of the show, but uh, if you want to avoid spoilers, maybe just come back to this episode later. And uh, spoilers begin in three, two, one. Ah, season two is hot garbage, much like season one. Okay, so uh, uh, let per, <laughs> per, production note, Austin. Like, uh, if we go like that out the gate, then we gotta we gotta figure out what to what to talk about because. Uh, you know what? Okay, here. Contrary and Joey. Here I go. Okay. I don't feel as strongly negative that y- as you do about it. Oh, okay. But like okay, so if I if I if I'm going to if I'm going to start this off with like a top line score out of 10, I'm going to say 6. And and I think that the only reason it crests over a five into a six is because I like Dota a lot. Yeah, yeah. The oh, okay. So first of all, I've asked you this a couple times. Does does six mean that five is average? Are we doing that ranking system? Yeah, I I, I would say five is like five, five is average and passable and watchable. Anything five and up is watchable. Anything four and below is is like cannot recommend. Even a little bit. Okay. So you think this is an above average show? But like but like barely. And and because of a of a bias of myself liking Dota. I, I think it's if I wasn't there's a whole bunch of like what, reality T V out there that's that's garbage to watch. So like is that is that why? Is it skewed does it pull everything down as a result? No, I mm, I, I, I think that I think that like tens on this scale are like almost perfect and unachievable. And I think that most mm-hmm. things that are good are like eights or nines. And and a five is passing. So like 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 a five is passing, a six is like it has something interesting, at least a little bit about it. A seven's like meddling, okay, still watch it. An eight or a nine is like good, would recommend, and a ten is like wow. Okay. All right, so uh, let me let, let me figure out where the 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 parts of this that you rate high enough to pull it up. All right, because let's start with the let's rate the pacing. All right, let's start with the pacing, which is probably the most egregious. And keep in mind, keep in mind, you do not have the same excuse you had in season one, where it was, oh well, Netflix cut out a bunch of like, uh, okay, what's your excuse for season two? You knew that was going to happen. Why didn't you create a more condensed story that could have fit the pacing that was put, the pacing restrictions that are put on you? It's not an excuse for season two. I have some thoughts about pacing, Um, which is good because we're doing a podcast. (laughs) Um, So, so a lot, I think that, it's interesting to me to see a lot of people critique the same thing, right? Because yeah. because um, I, I think normally when like something is is critiqued, like you don't get pacing as a nuanced one. Normally it's like yeah. bad acting or like they don't like the animation if it's anime or it or has to be really bad dialogue. for pacing to stand out for people to be like. The pay like no, like you, you you're we're not talking about like movie critics who like spend their life evaluating these things. No, nobody naturally pulls up pacing as a problem in cinematography unless it's really bad. 
you know it's like the same thing with like i don't know weird shit like i don't know what's some another weird like sound design or something it has to be really bad for it to stand out you know yeah it, it has to be bad for it to stand out and i think that it it was like fully suboptimal um and I don't even know how to forgive it. So um, let me l- let me start to draw a comparison that we might hit on a couple times. Um, I think that my experience watching Dragon Blood season two was worse because of how good Arcane was, because I constantly found myself thinking, even if it is not even remotely fair to compare them one to one about how good that show was with its storytelling in particular and and with the way that episodes were broken down and with the way that they had an entire arc over a season right you watch that um first off everybody should watch arcane it's very good um you you watch that and then you then you watch dragon bloods after it and you go man you can just see the different amount of resources that were put into these somewhat comparable things moba based esport big giant video game uh lore turned netflix animated show right oh man and mm. It, it, it feels to me like the you get something like this that has uh, what, what people identify as icky pacing because you don't have any one person really reeling in a story. The reason why pacing feels like so, so quick and like you're not living on anything and like everything goes by so fast and there's no character development is because ultimately you're, we're trying to tell too much of a story in an allotted time there is so much that happens in season two of dragon blood that you never have any moments of like 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 levity you you never have any moments of breath you you don't get to just like appreciate and see a character grow and see them struggle problems come up and are resolved very quickly scenes change very quickly characters are introduced and sometimes killed very quickly right like we're talking collectively some of these things are happening under the span of like an, an hour of you watching it and in order to appreciate a lot of a lot of that development really it's because the audience is growing in, in a, an attachment to a character right um let, let's take like a completely extreme other example from a from like a similar medium like the reason why people feel so strongly about walter white is because you spent a hundred hours with him. Okay. Yeah. The reason why anybody cares about Lena in Dragon's Blood is because they've played Dota and they go, dude, that's Lena. And not because it's deserved in any way. Not because it's earned. Not because you see this character grow. Not because you see their backstory. Not because you see how they interact with other people in the show. More than just a very tiny little bit. So everything feels so quick. Everything feels so fast because it is because there's too much story to tell in the allotted time. It feels like yeah. it feels like someone needed to to pump the brakes and go, "Hey, we're doing a lot because there is so much in Dota that you can do." How do we do less of it? How do we tell a smaller story? If you look at Arcane, which did have more runtime, right? They told a pretty small story with just a few characters. A lot of side characters, but just a few characters compared to everybody in Dragon's Blood. There's like 13 waifus now, right? Like, 
<sighs> yeah, I think um, I, I agree with everything you said about pacing. It definitely felt like it, the problem was somehow worse in season two than it was in there season was more. one. Which there, I, there was more. I, I, I cannot. I cannot possibly like. I that that's the thing is that like season two was worse for me, not because of comparison to Arcane, but comparison to season one. I thought season one was like there was potential and there was some pacing problems and i wish they had they, they had the opportunity to be able to you know flush out these flush out these characters a little bit more uh i wish i had gotten more interaction uh between dk and marana and i wish i had built up that relationship a little bit more i wish that the the problems that had occurred weren't um, dealt with as quickly as they were. Meanwhile, season two was like, I, I felt like it was like 20% worse than season one. Uh, there was so much shit going on. I was rarely attached to, to anything that was happening on the screen. Uh, even the, the big moments of, of, uh, of hero death, like Marcy, uh, didn't hit that hard because so much of everything that was happening was so blisteringly fast that by the time we got to that, it was just like, oh, and now she's dead. And I was just like, oh, all right. I Sure. It was like one of the characters I was attached to, and it, it honestly did not hit me that hard uh, because there was always was so much other shit going on. I, I don't know, man. I, I felt like the, the story was worse. I felt like the pacing was worse. I felt like the voice acting was not very good. That stood out to me in, in some sometimes in season one as well. I thought the writing and the dialogue uh, was sometimes laughable. Um, similar, some similar problems to season one, um, I would say. There was only like one or two moments that like actually, like where I was like, oh, that's a good bit of dialogue. Uh, yeah, I, I think all around season two was worse than season one. I don't know and how much they one made. ultimately was just disappointing to uh -huh. me. That's it. I wonder how much they made or already had done between the two releases. Because how much time was there? It was it was close to a year, right? I think. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. It, yeah. it, it was close to a year. I don't know how much they did ahead of time, but like that's that's a pretty short period of time to turn that around. Also, I don't. I think that. Mm -hmm you don't you don't have a lot of revision and i don't know how much like oversight there was or how many people were really like stakeholders it's it's hard to really dissect like exactly quote what's wrong like we can talk about symptoms of what's wrong be you know like the pacing or the dialogue or what have you but but it's hard to talk about what's actually what's wrong if you don't know what really is going on behind behind the scenes which feels like an obvious statement but like what wh what is this actually wh what's an underlying cause here is it that there wasn't oh, I got enough it. i know what it is what is it i i know the answer to this you know the answer okay yes 100 percent Hundred percent locked it. <laughs> I I I think I think that the the reason this was turned around so quickly and why season two was uh, a bit of a mess. I think the season one had some uh, some decent success, uh, and uh, I I honestly think this is just more like a cash grab than anything else. You know, you know, there's a bunch of dedicated viewers who are, who are going to watch it. They're going to be able to sell it to Netflix for a good amount of money. I, I, honestly, I, I don't. I, this is the only acceptable answer for me, because, ever, I, <laughs> come on, how do you watch that and be like, I'm, I'm proud of what we did here today? Would you, uh -huh. 
w- w- would you take like underfunded as as another as another hypothesis? Yeah, but uh, to me, I feel like those are uh, two different sides of the same coin, right? Yeah, if if you want to pump something out yeah. quickly, you're if probably you not underfund investing. something. It means you're making more money off of it, you know. <laughs> Something, something, gra- Valve, rub hands together. Uh, e- evil no, money I mean, Valve, Valve has nothing to do with this anime. Honestly, I, I expected them, uh, I agreed with, with what somebody said on Reddit where they're like, yeah, they're not advertising Dragon's Blood Season 2 because they saw it. And I was like, that's probably right. And then I watched it and I was like, uh, it was bad. Valve did end up advertising it, but it was just like, ugh. I, I, I mean, if I was Valve, right, you, you've just given you know this this license i i have no idea what kind of money exchange initially for this product but uh i'm you know i i feel like valve if i'm them i look at the product that i don't think they had anything to do with and just like oh well that's kind of shit that's disappointing we hoped you guys would make something good from our from our intellectual property have we i know that we talked about arcane a little bit yeah, episodes ago, like when it came out, we were like, "Oh yeah, that's that's pretty good. People should watch it, right?" Like we just recommended it as, as media, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I I can't remember if, if I talked about uh the the knowledge that I heard, which is a rumor that that show is being developed for ten years, a decade. Yeah, yeah, I've heard similar things about that. Yeah, and I think that shows in the final product not because of all the time and i can't even begin to imagine the amount of money that was spent on it arguably it's probably a bad business decision maybe not because it was so beloved but like i can't imagine the roi on that it has to be not good Mm -hmm. it's hard to look at something that has been in development uh in in conjunction with the developers who care a lot um, and, and hired people internally at Riot specifically work on a thing from a lore perspective, from an art perspective. They took time to to trash art styles and trash episodes. And I, th- I think I read that it took them like, you know, literally years to voice cast Jinx, right? Like, and then, and then you compare to what Dragon's Blood made in a year and it's like, mm, I wish that someone... I wish there was more invested into it because I think the source materials there. I really like the way that Studio Mirror draws everything. I'm, I'm a big fan of like the 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 overall look of the show, like. But it it feels like it just needed more help. And I know that 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 that's probably like super unfair of a criticism to like the one person who's at the top who's like making all those show running decisions. I know that there was like AMAs from Alex on Reddit and people were you know talking to them about the show. Um, but like it, it feels like there needed to be more help and more oversight and more writers and more time and more of everything. Um, and and, it, and the show just didn't get that. And then it comes out with people going like, "Ah, well, you know, it's kind of paced funnier. Ah, like the story isn't that greater. Ah, the voice actors aren't the best. Like it, it just needed more of." everything and i feel like i'm being extra critical of it because again i love tota so much that it's like i i want this to be better and it's not and that's a bummer i just like it to be good i agree i want it to be better just good is fine if it wasn't dota i would not watch a third season i will because you know it pertains to 
my job and my hobby and uh, you know we'll talk about it on the podcast and I have Netflix it fills some time but I'm pretty sure like if this was an anime that I was watching like I'd be like nah I'd probably I probably would have tapped out on the first season been like what the fuck is going on I no I don't I don't want to watch this there's too many good shows out there you know and, and that's the thing is like the the uh, competition is is never been thicker when it comes to uh like I'm okay, so let's put it this way: If it wasn't on Netflix, let's say let's say Paramount is making their big push, right? You see, saw their announcement; they're doing a, a Halo series now, mm-hmm. right? They're and doing the League of Legends series. They're also doing the the other Riot series. Oh, really? Okay, I didn't I actually know that. So, like, let's let's say it ends up on Paramount. You know, I, I feel like people would not people would not subscribe to Paramount to, to be able to watch this, you know? It, because it's on Netflix, and most people have Netflix, I feel like it's a, it's like Netflix is the iconic streaming service. You know? I, I also, I, I think I Netflix... Like a bump from that. Yeah, Paramount is something that is, like, very much uh, U.S., North American localized, but Netflix has done a good job spreading out throughout the world much, 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 much more. So, yeah, so I, I think it makes it only makes sense to release something as, as non-North American-based as, as Dota or League of Legends on, on Netflix, the platform for, for best distribution over to, like, Southeast Asia. But, yeah, it, it's interesting you say, you know, Par- Paramount just released, you know, their trailer for the, for the Halo show they're doing, which don't have a lot of faith in and paramount also released the trailer how can uh, you don't you don't give that voice to 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 master chief um you don't you don't change that voice um anywho um also the 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 other show they're doing with conjunction of riot is is like the is like the mockumentary story of of the uh the the lcs players They're, they're doing like a like like a like a mock uh esports pro series of of a team oh. who comes together to play league of legends so they're they're taking a swing pa- paramount is, is is investing in in gaming i don't i i don't know anything about the league of legends show i know that they have some consulting on it that i'm sure will make it seem not tone death and not like a bunch of boomers wrote it but i, I don't know anything beyond that if it'll be anywhere close to good i should probably watch an episode yeah i, I imagine riot will It'd be the exact opposite of of Valve in that regard, and they will be like very hands on. They'll, they'll be like, "No, you don't get to, you don't get to make anything about our stuff without us vetting it extensively." So, yeah, like Arcane, I, uh, yeah, like Arcane. So, I think uh, all around, Dragon's Blood was just super disappointing, and I, I it, it's actually insane how many people on Reddit treated it like a good show actually never mind good show some of them treated it like a great show what i can only assume i i bet that there's people listening to us right now who love dragon's blood and i and they, and they might feel attacked and maybe you should because be. you're delusional because you love <laughs> dota so much my thing must be good i want my thing to be good and they delude themselves into thinking it is good <sighs> Okay, I here, hear me out. You and me uh, are part of a group of people who really like good storytelling and good television or good anime, right? I bet uh-huh. that some of the people who were like really, really big on Dragon's Blood 
aren't as into those mediums as we are and as such just love Dota so much that they kind of look past all that and just see like the cool Dota that's going on. So so like that's that that's that's my that that's my scapegoat assumption for them. That's the same people who complained about Sunstrike not being casted directly, uh, correctly rather. To because be he fair, used three different orbs. I did see that and I went I don't think that's right. Um, Troy Baker can do no wrong, even if he wants to make NFTs. The the the, the man's mm-hmm. the man's great. Um, now that he's the yeah. Um, were there any? We we just did a lot of shitting. Was was there anything of season two that you liked? It can't all be negative. There had to have been something that you pulled uh, again, away. Yeah, there was like two dialogue lines that made me go, huh, yeah, that was, that was good. I think one of them was actually Caden's, that's a lot of fucking dragons, which I'm not sure if that's actually good dialogue. It was just so fucking, it, it was just like, they, fuck it, you know, might as well. Throw, throw it in, throw it in, might as well. Um... If I remember one thing from season two, it'll be that the scene that they had with Bram and, and Wyvern uh, when she gives him the ring, uh, I think was uh, very endearing and good character development oh, yeah. for Winter Wyvern. Uh, as, yes. as 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 I I instantly went from okay yeah this is like a character that's like in the show to oh I like this character. And we got introduced to so many characters in season two, right? And out of all of them, the only ones who I felt like any amount of empathy towards, any amount of like, ah, oh, man, that that was cool. I like that. In any way, was was Wyvern because of that scene? I actually think that Winter Wyvern is everybody's favorite character uh, after watching that series, and it boggles me. It boggles the mind that they they can do that. With Winter Wyvern, because I agree, they did do a very good job. They made her, they made her funny. They made her unique. You, she was very endearing. Mm-hmm. Who, who wrote that? <laughs> was it the same? Was it the same person who wrote the the moments for every other character? Because like, that just seems it felt. I remember thinking about it and being like, "Huh, this is actually good." And they, it slowed down. They actually took the time to have an interaction between two characters, and it was good, and it was nice, and everyone went apeshit because it was the only nice thing out of the second season. That people are just like, "Fucking Winter Wyvern's the best. She's the best girl." Because everybody else was so mediocre and uncharismatic that, by comparison, she was a fucking goddess made of light and rainbows. Yeah. It's a good scene. <laughs> I I can't pull I can't pull other scenes like you know, uh, the show doesn't really do Luna any favor. She's pretty one dimensional. Uh, even though she kind of has you know some change of heart. Like the the introduction of of uh the uh, Pangolier is like cool. That's like a horny animal character. I guess it's for the Beast Stars, the furry fans. Like like Lena didn't really develop much, even though she's like, uh. In oh, theory, yeah. a complex yeah, yeah, yeah. character like the the pango had potential. That's that's a weird thing. The pangolier he had potential, but I remember thinking that he just latches on to Luna, 
in 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 a way there was no emotional connection then it, it it just felt creepy to me the way he just latched onto her and would follow her everywhere because she went because there what there was no like emotional connection between there there was no spark that it, that ignited him following her around like a fucking puppy you know there wasn't that moment of like ah oh there's there's something going on between these two that guy's in love with her and she's putting up a cold front but she might have some feelings back or something oh that's what he's willing to make these these fucking crazy sacrifices in order at the chance of love it wasn't that it was just like this guy's just like i think you're hot i'm gonna follow you forever uh, can I tan- ah. can I tangent a little bit off that? Yeah. Is there like Dota canon about interspecies sex? Yes. Yes. So they do yes. they, they 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 do boink, yes. even though they're not uh, okay. Legion commander had sex with one of the satyrs. Hmm. Even though she's like all about it, it she's all about you know the army and. And persecuting these people. Apparently, she had sex with one of the satyrs or something. I don't know. I watch some. I watch Sir Action Slacks' videos sometimes. That sticks with me. And I know he made a big deal about Legion having sex with one of the satyrs. Because all that all that I can think about is like, do pangaliers and humans regularly fuck? And that's not what you want me to be thinking about during your very expensive, very big marquee anime show, right? Is 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 the is the sexual relationship between different species in the Dota universe and how that works out. But I was just like, does this happen? They can't there's no way they can procreate. There's not like mixed Dota species, but like they're boinking. <laughs> well, how do you think the Pangolier came out in the first place? It's a pangolin and a human, dog. And they became Pangolier people. I I I don't, dude. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> can we can we talk about the the ending of the show? I want you to explain to me. Give me what happened in the last two episodes of the show. This big like, what happened to Lena and the 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 turn at the end with the void dragon. What the fuck happened, Joey? Because for the life of me, I don't understand what the fuck just happened. So I didn't take notes. And this is Mm -hmm. probably damning of the show because I can't really explain it well, even though it's only been like a couple of weeks. So end of the show, Lena thinks that Marana won't do good job leading kingdom and mm-hmm. has a plan in place for a while to kind of become the uh, patriarchs the monarch to become the monarch mm-hmm. and and lena is going L- lena is a populist lena is for the people the people like her she can be different and enact change and and she's doing that because she's elected and then she's she's stricken down by uh, the 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 shitty bloodline mm-hmm. and then other stuff happens no no come on keep going so then the the there's the orb she gets the orb 
She she's supposed to channel the the opening to go get Terrorblade. Yeah, they, yeah, because I, they 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 use the power of the thing because the 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 uncle was actually a a, a demon bad person. Uh, yeah, and he's yeah. trying to protect his his little Miss Sunshine, which was his favorite movie. Um, and and then uh, uh, big bad Uncle Dragon uh, goes yeah, away. Yeah, he, he was he was one of the Void Dragons. The the Void Dragon, the dragons that all got eaten uh, by Invoker. Uh, he was one of them. I. I honestly, when he the Void Dragon came back, I was like, "Wait, did he not get eaten by Invoker?" No, I thought Invoker gave all when the dragons except Slyrak to Terrorblade. Yeah, so well, that's what I mean by eaten or whatever. But like, whatever the fuck he did to those dragons, so he that Void Dragon didn't do it. And like, what was his point? Something about Marana being the light, and he's the dark. And so if she shines bright, then his darkness is more powerful. That's my favorite Rihanna song, Shine Bright Like a Diamond. Yeah. Yeah, and he doesn't shine bright, but he likes things that shine bright. And oh, don't forget DK and uh, Slyrak, the, the dragon guys, they, they need to go through the, the orb to get... The bad guy, Terrorblade. Um, but they don't want Marana to have the orb, but they also do want her to have the orb. But Selimane's back? Terrorblade. But also, and also Selimane's back now? And, and, and Fimarin uh, didn't kill her, but then went to her anyway? Yeah. Something about Lotus is... And and Davion and Slyrak are no longer a thing. They're separate. Is that is that true? Did that happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slyrak is no longer inside Davion. I remember that much. That's the show. If look, we both watch this fucking series, right? We're both like relatively intelligent human beings. We're not stupid go brain dead animals, okay? We can't explain what the fuck that story was, and I have no doubt somebody's gonna somebody's gonna fucking hit me up in the disc. Join our Discord. Hit me up. Tell me about all the geniuses that this this story. I just wasn't following it close enough. I missed the subtleties or something. But like that, the fucking story sucked, and the the fucking the twists at the end. I was not. I, I was confused. I wasn't like, oh my god, the, the void dragon. It was him all along. Cause like of course the the counselor guy was gonna turn on them at some point in time. You could you could feel that coming, <laughs> but you know the, who the fuck he was and what his motive was, and I had no idea. It turns out it was the void dragon. I was just like, oh, what? I don't, I don't understand. You're still alive. Also, why are you doing this? None of this makes sense. Also, is the orb gonna kill Lena Marana? 
What? You know what I think we touched on? Slack should go uh, make a video to explain all this so I can understand what's going on before I have to watch book three. Because I'm going to have to figure that out at some point, right? I wonder what Slack's thinking. Because Slack's has already had problems with, uh, you know, like he'll talk about the lore and then some some writer at Valve will, like, change something. I remember he made a big deal about the, what was it, like, Jikiro came from, like, was it Winter Wyvern and Dragonite having sex? Was that it? Oh, that's and, and, and hot. And he was like, why isn't it Winter Wyvern and Phoenix or, or something? Anyway, he already had a problem with that. I, I can't imagine. I imagine he's having, like, literal conniption fits watching Dragon's Blood if he has a problem with because the thing is, is that like Slacks is actually uh, smart at these things, and he actually can come up with like cool. Whenever he does his head cannons, not all the time, but like a lot of times when he does his head cannons about lore, there are some good ideas there. You know, there are some like, oh, that's actually really cool. Uh, and I don't feel that way at all about Dragon's Blood. I don't understand why Dragon's Blood brought... I, so I, I feel like so much of what book one was there that I liked was kind of the interaction particular between Marana and Davion, right? Like like that that was really set up in like a central focus. And then book two, they are, they are by and large apart from each other. And I actually mm-hmm. think that the majority of the arc here is Marana choosing to accept her life and come back to it and like her place on the throne and in society, right? Like so much of the story I think is centralized around Marana's struggle that like that I can kind of overarchingly explain to you because that's what most time was spent about. But I'm really confused to talk about uh, Theomena and Salamene and Invoker and what Terrorblade's doing and the dragons and her uncle and and Davion and Dragonite. There's the same person but Slyrak and I guess Luna doesn't like Salamene now and um, there's there's a horny pangolier like i uh, lita oh, uh, also don't forget the ancients the the ancients were there as well i remember that i don't remember there really being too much of a purpose to it i remember i was intrigued by the ancients in book one when they when they had that like fever dream of the the dire ancient or whatever the fuck the, the you know when i say ancient i mean the crystals or whatever the fuck the uh, that 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 was intriguing to me. I wish we had we had spent more time on it. But then now, by, by the time I don't give a shit about whatever the fuck they're doing with Dire and Radiant, and I, I don't understand it. I mostly don't understand these things because I just couldn't give a fuck, even though I'm supposed to give a fuck. I I am one of the people who is most incentivized to give a fuck, and I watched that. I'm I'm dropping more. F- fuck bombs than the fucking dragon's blood right now. And that's impressive. I don't know, man. That's my rant about dragon's blood. That, that was the biggest thing. I wanted you to explain the end to me because if if I don't fucking get it and you can't explain it to me, then that means the story is bad. Sorry, everybody. I know somebody's out there who thinks they're 200 fucking IQ and is like, ah, you just don't understand the genius of it. But, uh... If it's if it's not fucking written out, if a six year old can't explain it, then it's probably not a great story. I don't know if it is. I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, but a fifteen year old, a fourteen year old, sure, a, a somewhat intelligent teenager. Um, I think, in summary, 
less can be more. And I think that Dragon's Blood overall, but especially book two, would have benefited from less. And maybe yeah. that means we don't get some of those cool characters you want to see your favorite Dota heroes. Maybe that means we don't get as much info about the, the Ancients. Maybe that means we don't know about the Ancients. Maybe that means we don't see Invoker as much. I don't know. But less is more. Agreed. Everybody who agreed. clicked... <laughs> sorry. Everybody who clicked the uh, YouTube... Uh, link to skip over the dragon's blood talk um come come back come back once you watch the show go go do that and you can hear our glowing review uh absolutely absolutely glowing you should watch it and form your own opinions because nothing's worse than just listening to some pundits and taking their word as fact <laughs> uh, i didn't like the show very much um my, my word is fact <laughs> Believe me. Did you get? Did you see that Mobile Legends Bang Bang had more esports watch hours than Dota? What the fuck? Impossible. Impossible. <laughs> Impossible. You say. Impossible. Listen, is that, is that, is that, is trying to slide on over there as much as possible. Is that? I mean, they do have the best hoodies. Is that? Is that the they same? Really good hoodies. Is that the same year-end metrics that put Team Liquid as the most watched esports team in twenty twenty one? Like the same, same graph, same people. Oh yeah, is that you guys? Oh, now those metrics are real. What? No. When it applies to Team Liquid. Hold, but when hold it applies on. to Mobile Legends hold, Bang Bang. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> where, where did Mobile Legends Bang Bang rank? Uh, it ranked third behind CS:GO. There's like League of Legends way up at the top. At 666 million hours or whatever. And then 410 CSGO, 387 Mobile Legends, 347 Dota. Oh, hey, we're number four. That's pretty good. You should go do more Bang Bang. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, <laughs> it pays to diversify. Especially when... Can we can we talk about the fact that Ryan has been kicking the shit out of 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 Valve for a while? <sighs> Ryan is only putting out bangers lately. I I mean it, it dovetails into the into the conversation about Dragon's Blood, which people skipped over, so I won't reiterate. But like, yeah, the 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 MOBA. I'm sorry, the MMO probably gonna be good the fighting game probably gonna be good valorant doing pretty well the anime great the only thing that they're worse at doing is not being sued for sexual harassment and Ooh. yeah which honestly pretty important <laughs> but that is, is a pretty key part of it yeah if you're talking about output it's hard to not be jealous and i think that that is rubbing off on people it's hard to not be jealous I'm not super jealous just because, uh, like, yeah, I, w I wish Valve was, like, as successful at putting out uh, games as, as Riot is right now. But uh, I also, like, wouldn't want to work. I don't know. Like, Riot's ecosystem is a, a little, it's one of those, like, developer-led esports, and you don't have, like, a ton of power. It feels like, I mean, people complain about, like, politics and, like, uh, networking and shit like that, like... That's even that's way more prevalent in a, a scene like 
that's a company uh, of Riot's games. They're they're a they company, actually, you know. Yeah, they they actually control who stays in their game and who doesn't. Like Valve, I appreciate Valve uh, very much in like their relatively open field. They only step in if somebody like really does something pretty egregious. Um, you know, they ban people for cheating, and uh, they they didn't even like say anything about Grant or, or Toby or anything. All they did was take Toby's lines, voice lines out of uh, out of the game. But they actually didn't say anything about him. So. Um, you know, like I appreciate that soft touch. I wouldn't necessarily wouldn't want to be under uh, Riot's thumb, so I'm not, I'm not jealous. But uh, I, it is remarkable um, how like the natural comparison comes between Riot and other games developers. And Blizzard Activision has been shit in the bed for a while, and Valve hasn't put out uh, a big product. And I, I say this though, the reason it's popping up is because I'm playing Team Fight Tactics now. I know uh, Merlini was playing it for, for a while. Like, he really likes the game. So I finally decided I, I wanted to give it a try for a while. And uh, I've, I've taken it up now. It's, uh, you know, it's the auto chess version of uh, League of Legends. And it's good. It's, uh, it's fun to play. Uh, I probably enjoy it more than I did Underlords after they changed some things. Like, early on, I enjoyed Underlords quite a bit. But... Um, Team Fight Tactics is a lot more interesting to me. I'm enjoying playing it quite a bit. Uh, everybody who I know who loves auto battlers loves TFT. Granted, my circle is like you know kind of esports focused, and also a bunch of people who love League of Legends. So like, there's there's some bias there. But I know a lot of people who play a lot of TFT and just just love it. Love it on their tablet and bed. Love it compared to other auto chess games. Uh, I personally haven't played it because I. I'm not the biggest fan of the auto chess format. Um, I, I find that it is sure. uh, so. I, I I oftentimes feel like I'm wasting time when I'm playing it, uh, which I don't get with every game that I that I play. Um, so so I've like kind of made a conscious decision to stay away from it. Also, like I know a lot less about the League of Legends like lore and ecosystem um, compared to you know other games. Yeah, it definitely suffers when I'm like I have to. I've played a decent amount of the game now, and I still have to like look at the items and try and figure out like what items are good on which champions because I don't have that baseline. Mm -hmm. of playing League of Legends and like knowing is this a, a champion that's good with AP or, or ability power or good with attack damage and like uh, which one of these combination of items should I put on them it's uh but you know I, I still enjoy it I still like it feels more RNG based off of the fact that I don't know the champions well enough on an intimate level but it's still fine with me more forgiving too because you can always just be like ah silly me instead of like ah stupid rng draw um bro but yeah riot's doing a good job still farting on yeah. people but doing a good job um <laughs> i think it's uh I, I think it's interesting that you know there there's so much news just in the broader scope of the of of, of the video game space, both with I, I don't think we touched on you know Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard, or uh, Sony buying Bungie, which we definitely haven't because it happened like what today yesterday, um, yeah, and yeah. and like all 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 these you know big companies just just gobbling up some of the biggest studios, like there's. 
there's few names that are bigger than than Activision Blizzard, regardless of what you think about them or their politics or their games, right? Like they're they're just a juggernaut. Take two. I feel like everybody EA. saw that that news, and everybody or a lot of people were like happy with it because it's a chance for for you know Blizzard Activision to right the ship and actually make some good games again. Uh, off of their their great IP that they've built up over decades now. I wonder... Yeah, I wonder how much... I I, like These are things we can never know and can just hypothesize about, right? I wonder how long Microsoft has been interested in that purchase, and I wonder how much that purchase price has gone down given just the state of Blizzard Activision, not just in their games, but like politically and in the media over the last year between Bobby Kotick and Activision being like, you know, uh, enemy number one for so many people between the walkouts at Blizzard between um, games doing poorly. Like surely that takes Blizzard from a company that is obscenely expensive to buy to suddenly within Microsoft's uh, price range. It could be. Uh, they, they, this might have been something they've been looking at for a little bit, and they decided to strike now while the iron was hot. But uh, I think um, the overall development of these studios and stuff uh, just becoming a bigger and bigger conglomerate is not super good. I feel like that's... Whoa, uh, hot ta- Dude, dude, hold on. Let me... I got to back yeah. off of the microphone from that one. Are you telling me? Are, are you going to tell me? And I don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth, buddy, so, so tell me when to stop. Are you telling me that the idea of monopolies in media, let alone just society, may not be good? It, it has had some negative <laughs> effects on, uh, on society over the last... Uh, <laughs> few years i would say in in other <laughs> traditional media so yeah it doesn't make doesn't make me feel real good i unfortunately though i feel like um a lot of that compared to like television right i feel like games is there's always going to be there's so many indie developers out there so uh that i feel like the whole games industry is is definitely going to be in a much better spot than that but it's still still a little bit concerning that uh all of this is happening and we're just going to, they're, they're all going to have some form of Netflix for their games. What Microsoft has their games library or whatever. Now they can add all the blizzard Activision games. I think Sony has the same thing, but I, I couldn't swear to it. If not, they, they, I'm sure they, they do. They like, so Sony has PlayStation plus uh, there. There's games pass. Um, I mean, the one who doesn't have it is like steam <laughs> because why yeah. bother? <laughs> It's, do, do, do you think do you think there's any like diluted uh CEO out there who's like you know what we should buy Valve and he hits up Gabe and he actually gets gets in a meeting with him and is like we want to buy Valve how much money you think there's anybody out there who's like has actually tried to do that cuz i i personally I don't mean, believe sure, that Valve will ever be sold until Gabe is dead that's that's my my understanding of the I feel like Gabe, he doesn't need money, obviously. I feel like he has Valve as a point of pride. Yeah. But there's got to be somebody out there who tried, surely. And how much money do you think they offered him? There's not enough money. 
Joe. I, I I bet that they wouldn't even like make counter offers because that would even put the information of the company's estimated worth in a somewhat public situation, which it's not. So I bet yeah. Valve doesn't even have to go. Well, like it's it's a, a trillion dollars, which might not be a ridiculous number. I don't know. Like, <laughs> like. If if giant companies are bought for over hundreds of billions of dollars in the somewhat regular now, like half a trillion dollars, yeah, I don't know. I and really I feel like all of this puts a lot of pressure on the Steam Deck. By the way, the the whole riot and how they're kicking so much ass and like as far as we know, I don't know if, if Valve's developing any games right now, but uh, Just... all I know is that the Steam Deck. Despite despite the last couple of episodes and all the shit that I've said about Valve, um, it's it's out of a place of love and it's out of a place because you know I'm kind of a fan uh, for a bunch yeah. of reasons that aren't just Dota. And mm-hmm. I have a Steam Deck pre-order. I don't need one. I think it's going to be a very good piece of hardware. Um, I I own an Index. I'm confident they are making games in some way, shape, or form. I think Half Life Alex is the most uh, formative and transformative game in the last decade. Uh, I I think. Sorry, uh, real like, quickly. Do you think they're making any games that are not that that are just normal PC games and not for uh, VR? I bet they are. I hope so. You know, In the Valley of Gods has been on my Steam wish list for about four years now. <laughs> Even though all those Campo Santos people I don't think work at Valve anymore. Um, <laughs> um, that's, that's the fun. I don't the fu- know what that is. Oh, that that was the first new game that Valve announced like five years ago after they bought uh, Campo Santos made Firewatch and they bought that right, team yeah. and they were folded into Valve uh, and then they were working on In the Valley of Gods and Firewatch is low-key one of my favorite games. Um so I was excited for it, and now I think it's dead. And I have no idea what Val's making. So, you know, what have you. Wait, um, it says T, yeah, TBD. Wait, so they were actually making this game, and it just never came out? Um, Hold on, let is me do, what, let is, do some. Is, is, I, I, see, all, what you were doing totally flew over my head. Like I, I thought you were saying it was on your wish list, as in it was a game that you had so, intended to buy but hadn't bought yet. No, 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 no. Uh, in the Valley of Gods trailer came out at the Game Awards in 2017, December 2017. Oh. This has been oh. over four years oh. with it, it has been four years with with zero 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 zero, zero 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 zero. I didn't even know about this. Yeah, v- Valve Valve put a trailer out for a game over four years ago that I think might be dead. Was the, was the trailer good? <laughs> I I mean sure. I'll buy one any- friend wants this game. <laughs> There's Joey. I put it on my wish list now too. Great. Maybe we can maybe we can uh, convince someone to to actually make the game. Um, I I I think the Campo Santos people like they they had like a like a Twitter thing where they were like uh, some of them were like man I don't like working at Valve. Um, so really yeah. Wait, I missed this. I think huh. it was pretty low key drama. Like like I I don't think it was super blown up. But yeah. What they? You think they they all just left Valve at some point? I'm sure. I'm sure. I think that maybe some of the core team isn't there, which is why the game isn't functional anymore and will maybe never be released. Not a little concerning. Yes, absolutely. And like a studio, like you buy a studio and you bring all these employees under your umbrella, and the 
whatever it is, the, the, the work environment, the culture, the Bellevue, whatever it is, uh, was, was so like acrimonious. So against them, I guess, in some way that they they were just they public were like, ah, I don't like fucking working here. I don't that's know, a, that's, a, that's a weird. I think you hit on something interesting though, um, with the idea of like video game publisher monopolies, because I I really hate the idea that like if you look at a graph of American media, it's it's Disney, Viacom, Time Warner, Comcast, News Corp, CBS. Those six yeah. names own everything. And what's different is, like, kind of like what you were saying, is that um, you can have Microsoft, Sony, Riot, whatever, like, be those big six names that, that own almost everything. Maybe it's, like, EA and, and Rockstar or something or some of the other ones, right? Um, but, but it's so much harder to uh, monopolize all of the independent developers that just pop up non-stop with games left and right than it is yep. to to pull up like TV channels. There's only there's only so many TV channels. I guess it's different now because like the TV industry can't really monopolize YouTube creators or, or like independent creators or media like that. But yeah. uh, you know you, you can't really get that same monopoly with indie games. And I wonder. And I wonder if this this consolidation of you know Microsoft buying more, of Sony buying more, will actually be in the favor of indie developers or or to the detriment of them. And and I think it's I think it's hard to to tell or say or prophesize at this point. Yeah, somebody who um, I say plays <laughs> actually the last AAA game I bought was Halo Infinite. Uh, the game before that, I don't even know. It takes two, probably. It was a rough. Last year was a rough year for AAA, so so that that, that does check out. I think that before that's... that, I don't I don't even know. Like I bought Baldur's Gate, but I haven't even played it because it's obviously. You know, I think it's still in beta, right? I bought Resident Evil Village uh, and and Halo. No, I don't. I don't even know what I last played like it's been a long time but i buy a lot of games i just buy a shit ton of indie games um and that's that keeps me pretty happy honestly they're it's, like vampire survivors is all the rage right now uh that's what like a lot that's just like this current like week a lot of streamers and stuff and playing that it's a fun game it's an old school just you know run around you don't have to do anything but wasd and uh, and it's fun, and there's like pretty early in development as as far as I understand, because there's like just this week I think another patch dropped where there was new characters and stuff added in. So it's uh, yeah, it's something about uh, games, you know. You don't you don't need like a whole bunch of fancy graphics and shit. Like you you got a good idea for a fun game. It's good enough. Uh, I'm gonna talk about games really quickly to to round out. Um, mm -hmm. I'm excited for the next month because I'm excited. I'm kind of excited for this year because where last year there wasn't a lot of AAA that like made me, you know, a little wet. Um, I'm obviously very excited for Elden Ring, which comes out this month. I'm a giant From Software fan. That's February 25th. Um, that Kirby game that Nintendo's coming out with, I hear a lot of people talking about that it's actually kind of really good. That's exciting. 
Uh, I hear Tunic, is, which is also coming out in March, is very good. Um, God of War is Ragnarok is supposed to come out this year. Fingers crossed, God willing, it does. Um, God of War is probably one of my favorite games of the last decade, the 2018 one. Um, and Dying Light 2 comes out in a couple days, which I've heard some decent things about also. So I think that there's some things that I'm excited for this year. To fill that gap uh, before like some of these games are coming out, uh, remember how I told you I was going to play uh, Final Fantasy IX? Oh, yeah. I oh, did, and then I stopped. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I did, and then I stopped, and I really struggled, and this is going to make some people mad probably, and I'm sorry. Um, I really struggled with the um, old PS1 style static background walking around um, aesthetic and like the open world area and and the grindiness of it um and i was i was invested and and there's so many mechanics the game is a fucking mariana trench deep um i was invested enough to watch all of the cutscenes and also watch while i was on the exercise bike a nine and a half hour gdq playthrough where people explained the games and speed ran it so i feel like really so i feel like i got a lot of the final fantasy 9 experience without playing it which is good enough for me because i just wasn't having fun playing it and then and then i walked over to final fantasy 10 and i was like i don't like this at all i'm gonna stop i'm gonna save my time well, I I have not gone back and played Final Fantasy X yet. That is on my to-do list. So I can give you the Switch I, cartridge. I have a physical version. You can take it if you want. All right, sure, I'll take it. The uh, okay. So I have a couple questions about nine because nine nine is my favorite Final Fantasy, um, and I know a lot of it is nostalgia based. Uh, first of all, how'd you like the soundtrack? Beautiful. Okay. The uh, I, I, I think I gave you the warning of like, are you completionist or not? And I, and I said the jump rope mini game. I didn't jump any rope. Fuck that. <laughs> that that one's such. Honestly, I wish every game did something like that, where it's just like this giant fucking neon flashing light of like, if you want a hundred percent, this is what you're gonna have to do. Because I, for me, uh, I I like many a gamer. I think that I want to be a completionist. Like, I don't want to miss things until I hit something that frustrates me so much that I'm just like, fuck it, that's it. And then I don't have to worry about it for the rest of the game, and I just enjoy the game. Final Fantasy IX is actually goaded for that <laughs> because so early on it's like, yeah, you're not going to get this. You're not going <laughs> to be one of those guys. Uh, so just enjoy the rest of the game. I'm not sure if that's what they intended, but it works. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what though? I did after after I did all that Final Fantasy IX, basically watching. I I played for seven hours before I stopped, which I feel like is a fair amount of time. I did not play as much ten. Um, I I started playing a JRPG that I actually really, 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 really liked, um, and made me 
because it's so much more modern, it made me realize the stuff that I didn't like about Final Fantasy more. And that's uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Mm-hmm. If people are looking for a JRPG, if people haven't played a bunch of Yakuza games, like I haven't, I tried playing Zero and I stopped because I didn't like it very much. I, I picked up Like a Dragon and I am super happy I put the time into it. What would recommend for JRPG people? And if you are a JRPG person, you're probably like, well, of course, it's like, you know, one of the best rated role playing games in a very long time, Joey. We, we've known about this. Um, so, so pardon me for my, for my, for my dumb, dumb take. Who's very seldomly JRPGing for for being a like a dragon fan, but that's a game that I'm probably gonna put like 50, 60 hours into over the next month. Oh yeah, one more question about Final Fantasy IX. How did you like the the story? Uh, the story I think is really cool. I I think being able to, I, I I like coming of age stories uh to to some degree, mm. right? So I think that that gives the base uh boost for my own personal preference. And I think that it's cool that, that you're seeing, um, I, I, I feel like the main motif about final fantasy nine. Wow. Bunch of spoilers. Um, I guess I can spoil a game. That's that old, right. Uh, is, yeah. is, is, is really how different, uh, is like coming to terms with, uh, with life and, and death, um, and seeing how the different characters do that. I, I, I think Vivi's story, um, is, is, is like really nice of having a character who's like knows that they are destined to not be alive soon. And they just kind of like, you know, live their life to the fullest to make other people happy and like, try and like enjoy the the time that they have. And then contrast that with our antagonist who is like, uh, what fucking, um, Zuzu's brother, um, who, you know, is going, knows that they're going to die and just want to kill everybody else with them be out of spite. Um, and then seeing like, you know, how, how Garnet deals with like her mom and like her own, like coming to power and all, I, I, I think that most of the supporting cast is good. Um, but, but Mason, mainly the story, um, with, with, with the VV, I, I think is what makes it touching. And I assume that's what most Final Fantasy nine fans are into, unless they just want to see like, you know, the two main characters, uh, do, do the dirty, uh. <laughs> all right what that i thought you were gonna say kiss because you know they're like 13 i mean <laughs> i don't know what i don't know what consent laws right. are in you know uh, oh yeah they they are lower in japan but the uh <laughs> i i okay i am glad to hear that though because uh for me like the whole coming of age story that is linked to my own nostalgia my own coming of age at that period of time so uh i wasn't sure how much of that was just uh you know, rose tinting glasses. Uh, looking back on that, but yes, Vivi is one of my like all-time favorite uh, characters for for many of the reasons that you espouse quite like. I I I like to think that I would be like Vivi in that in those moments. You know, maybe not quite so clumsy and oafish, but you know, <laughs> the amount of times that Vivi trips is pretty cute. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. But, like, I, I can't talk to you about 10 like I can talk to you about 9. So, maybe that says something. I am still planning yeah, on sure. playing 6, 
though. That that's gonna be. Oh no, that that's not true. I uh I I have two Final Fantasy swings yet left. I'm gonna play six Pixel Remaster because so many people herald six as like the quote best game in the franchise from like a, from like a gameplay standpoint. That I'm interested in that, even though I know I know given my experience with nine and ten, I might not like it. Um, but also I've had so many people tell me that I would really enjoy Final Fantasy Tactics that I am going to play Final Fantasy Tactics and put that put that on my list. I'm going to play War of the Lions because it's like a remake that's a, like the original one but more modern and I'm going to borrow a PSP to play it on. Um, so so those are my last two Final Fantasy breaths for now. Um, but I'm going to finish Like a Dragon first. The game's very good. Alright. Is that on Switch? Um... One thing that we always do before we go, end of the show, yeah. we got some questions from Patreon. We can pull one, uh, which I believe, if you scroll up a little bit in Discord, I, I sent it to you a couple days ago, because I'm, I'm really, I'm really hoping that I did, because otherwise I got to pull it right now, which means I got to pause the show and then I got to go cut yeah. it out. Ah, just, just read, just read the, the, the higher up one. Uh, question for the week or more a little conversation starter multiple parts you can talk about main question would you be in favor of a dota darkest dungeon crossover event where darkest dungeon classes are added as heroes in dota uh example play dota as leper or jester we had a small crossover with them with the announcer pack i am a big fan of darkest dungeon I do not like Darkest Dungeon 2. <laughs> uh, oh, have you... Pl- uh, I mean, I guess, still, yes, you have played it, but I haven't. It's in early access. It's on, like, the Epic Game Steam Store. It was when I, I was in... Um, I was It was when I was in quarantine in Romania, mm-hmm. and I only had my laptop, so there wasn't, like, a ton I could do. And I, So I played Darkest Dungeon uh, 2, and I, it was just like a simpler, worse version of Darkest Dungeon One. I, I'm not sure what's going on there, but all I hope is that a lot of things change uh, before they fully release the game, because that was not great. They changed so much of Darkest Dungeon, and almost all of it I felt like was worse. So yeah, uh, but I yes, like. I love Darkest Dungeon. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I I like Darkest Dungeon the original a lot. I did not play it until pretty. I didn't play it until 2020, which was like a little bit late in the cycle. Um, and I did, I probably put like over 50 hours into it on my Switch. I I would play it laying outside on the hammock at night. It's it's like peak COVID time. We're not doing anything, and I'm just like hanging out, like having a having a white claw and like playing Darkest Dungeon. And I got really into it. I got into my party. I got close to 100% of the game. Like, I really, really want... I really liked everything about it from a strategy perspective. Um, I don't oftentimes play games in early access that, like, I think I'm going to be interested in. An example of... So, like, I, I wasn't jumping on Darkest Dungeon. And also, I didn't play Hades until release either. And I think that that was a good choice. And I'm hoping that that removing myself from Darkest Dungeon 2 will also be a good choice until the final product comes out, whenever that may be. And then I'll be like, man, I like this. Because hopefully they fix the things that you were complaining about because you don't like them. Um, in terms of doing, like, a, like a Dota crossover... Uh... 
I I feel like that would be easy to accomplish in terms of in terms of crossovers. I know that they they do have the darkest dungeon announcer pack, which I always think is really cool. Um, but but I wonder I wonder how you would do that. I, I guess you would bring certain heroes as classes into darkest dungeon. Maybe you can do like factions, like you know, like red mist or. Um, oh, I think he was saying the opposite. Wait, isn't he saying the opposite? That you play that Leper is, is a hero in Dota? Oh. You know, that that feels less natural to me than the other way around. But maybe that's right. because I'm weird and gatekeepy about, like, what becomes Dota heroes. Yeah, but uh, they, are, they already have, like, a set of four abilities. I feel like it actually works, like, relatively well. Like, the, the I could see the Jester being... Uh, a Dota hero, bleed mechanics, uh, having uh, like buffs to, to allies. Uh, yeah, I, I could see like uh, a lot of that actually crossing over pretty pretty easily. Have them. It'll all never be... happen, but you know. <laughs> Have them all be two D models where they're just kind of like walking sideways. <laughs> they look like Paper Mario yeah. and Dota. If yeah, that, that would be something you'd have to. Well, uh, what if 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 you can pull out of like your fantasy booking, what game franchise would you pull characters into Dota for? Uh, shit. I mean, the Dota Dota the world that Dota exists in is kind of weird. You know, it's Mm uh, it's fantasy. Uh, it's a fantasy world. But it's not like your traditional like Warcraft sort of thing with like, because I feel like in every single one of these, first of all, there was Underlords and there's this and there, there's just like it seems like the world is just filled with like a hundred different species, and they all interact and shit constantly, and there's they're, they're constantly mingled and mixed. Uh, unlike like Warcraft, where it's like oh there's the humans and there's the orcs and there's the trolls, and you know they they're by and large more often the large majority of them are segmented from others. And th- this is like, there are 10 times more races, if not a hundred times more races than Warcraft. And they all just seem to be in the same universe. Weirdly enough, honestly, the Dota story is like all really weird. I, I know who I would fantasy bring into Dota. Okay, go. Wario. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Maybe that's a personal fetish thing. Uh, if you want, <laughs> if you want to ask a question, hypothetical or what have you, on the podcast, patreoncom pull. Thank you so much for all the support from all of you. It helps us uh, do the show and uh, I guess uh, do the show better, which is why this oh, also, one released on time. There was a one more note that I wrote. <laughs> oh, TSM picked up on dying. We didn't Did, talk about that. Hold on. Did we? What? Whatever. You, you, and I, you and I started the show and we're like, we're going to do an hour today? Okay. Let's see if we can make that work. And we clearly did an hour 15 and it wasn't even that difficult. And and we forgot about TSM picking up Undying. You know, let's, well, let's table that for next week. Okay. Sounds good. That'll be the first thing we talk about next week. Hopefully something has happened. Including, for my own personal, uh, I, God, I, you know, I still haven't been hired for DPC next season. 
I might be out of a job next season. Let alone the online majors. I haven't heard anything about that. Or hardly anything about that. I don't know if I'm working next season. A bunch of people don't know if they're working next season. I don't know what the fuck's going on. So hopefully next week, I'll be able to talk about that. (laughs) Well, you know, job security is not very important, right? Who, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah, just, we'll get back to you uh, early, early next week. And then three weeks go by and you haven't heard anything despite multiple emails, you know? Uh, These things happen. 